Yo, 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 can y'all hear me? I just wanted to show out my face mask. But welcome, family. Welcome, Ken, folks. Back to the Key to the City podcast. You already know who it is. It's your host, your country cousin, your Ken, folk. Yoni, Keone G. I think I'm going to stop calling myself Yoni because somebody told me what it means in the Indian language. Uh, I already do that, but I like it, but I'm not one. Anyway. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, this is episode 17. Thank you to everybody that's been uh, supporting, whether you've been liking, commenting, sharing, whatever you've been doing to spread the word. I sure appreciate it. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And um, what can I say, man? Y'all keep following me. Keep doing what you do, man. And sooner or later, all this hard work going to pay off. You dig that? Hey, cuz. Look at Shanta. <laughs> so uh <laughs> shout out uh to my last guest on episode 16 hey shanta let us know if you can hear us good shout out to my last guest on episode 16 uh, we had my man eddie Wright in the building he's a grill master chef extraordinaire he's in the videography music tech he making beats cyber security whatever you want him to do the man's a jack of all trades shout out to my dog man we appreciate you stopping through and just like the episode with Mr. Wright, we're going to keep busting your head with quality content and quality guests, and tonight is no different. Tonight, I got my kinfolk in the city with me, literally and figuratively. That's right. She's a financial guru. That's what I call her. Definitely financially savvy. She's a private banker. She's a black queen, and she's going to spill a little black girl magic about our finance, especially during these tough times in COVID. You dig that? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... I want to welcome y'all to the city, or welcome to the city, my kinfolk, Miss Crystal Fowler. How you doing, Queen? Doing good. How are you? I'm well. Hey, Candice. Um, glad you joined us. How's your day going so far? Day's going pretty good. I can't complain. I was off, so off days are always a good day. Oh, yeah. You can't beat that <laughs> at all. And um, definitely glad we finally had you on. I need to educate my audience about um, finances. And today is no better day to do it, no better time to do it, because we got a lot going on. People have lost their jobs. Uh, even if they get a new job, it may not necessarily be what they want, so they don't have enough income to meet their needs. It's a lot going on. Uh, but before we get into all that, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Um, where are you from? Where'd you attend college? And uh, things like that. <laughs> all right. Well, fair enough. Hey guys, um, my name is Crystal Fowler. I am a private banker at one of the large banks um, in the United States. Um, but I am originally from San Antonio um, by way of military brat. I've mm-hmm. lived everywhere. I attended Prairie View A&M University. I did go there for my undergrad and my master's degree. So I do have an MBA with the concentration of finance. Shout out to PV. Yes. So um, I have been in the industry for about 12 to 15 years, banking and financial services. And so there's never a lack of new things that I can learn. So anytime I'm able to learn something new, I try to give it to other people so they can utilize it for their own lives. Uh, now, was money, finance taught in your home? Has it always been like a passion of yours? No. You to get rich? Finances was not taught in my home. Mm. So, and it definitely was not a passion of mine. Mm. So, 
I guess I kind of fell into the financial services industry and banking um, just because of my circumstances. So, mm -hmm. of course, going to the Prairie View A&M University, college love, end up having a child. Mm. And so instead of going home, I decided to stay in school and finish, um, even though I was in a city to where I didn't have any family. And so, of course, if you're going to make any plans or do anything, you have to make plans. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I had to take a look at everything that was going on, and I made steps to do so. So, a lot of the things that I've learned and I utilize and I teach other people, I use for myself. Or I've utilized for myself. So, I'm not someone who tells someone to do something I don't do mm -hmm. it myself. I am um, an advocate of, you know, doing what you preach for sure. Practicing what you preach. Yeah. Barry White had a song like that a while back. Um, but you don't see a lot of people, especially black females, make it to the level of a private banker. First, explain to my audience what a private banker is. How does that compare to a retail banker that they see every day when they walk into this institution? Okay, so a private banker works with a certain segment of clientele. So mm -hmm. people who, as of right now, is people who have assets at least 250000 with our financial institution. Um, and so those individuals are my clients. And so I work with them on various bases, just trying to figure out where can I assist. I work with a lot of business owners, mm -hmm. um, a lot of CEOs, CFOs, um, decision makers in various companies. So I get a very unique perspective as far as what's going on in the economy outside of what's on the news and also what people are doing to make sure that their money and their legacy lasts well beyond themselves. Mm. So if, basically if they don't have 250000 they can't even see you. Not unless I want to see them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. Now, uh, now, before we get the help in our audience, you also talk finances on the college level as well, right? I did. Speak about it. So um, about a year or so ago, I had the very unique opportunity to um, to actually teach personal finance back in my alma mater, something that I absolutely love to do. I always said if I had an opportunity to teach it and get paid, mm -hmm. I would do it. And I did. So therefore, I did it. And um, it was a great experience. It was great to go back and sow seeds back into college students. And I wish I would have been able to have that same experience as a student myself. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, higher education, education in general does not pay. And I have bills to pay. And mm -hmm. they didn't have any other contracts for me. So I had to go back to the banking industry as a result. Understandable. You always have to make moves and adjust. And uh, Shanta says she's going to have a private bank in 2021. Yes, just she make sure you get a good one because we all are not made equal. <laughs> not Meaning what? Some people just... Some people just don't have the same background um, or they just don't have a desire to actually assist folks. Mm -hmm. So just like any other corporate environment, you have people who are just there for the check. You have people who are there to... Or you have people who are there to assist. So um, I would ask lots of questions, kind of get their um, idea on the current environment or even their background and to see if they're passionate about helping people because it's not an easy job. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of people who ask for a lot of things, um, but you have to really enjoy what you do. And therefore, the person that you're working with needs to enjoy what they're doing as well. Facts. Y'all talking to a true queen, man. I want you to uh, I want to pat you on your back. Tell my audience the licenses that you hold. You're not playing with them, please. 
I do carry um, my life and health licenses. I carry my Series 7 licenses, and I carry Seven. my 66. I've had both of these licenses since 2010. Decade, whole decade. Yeah. So she know what she's talking about, man. You know how hard it is to get the Series 7? I don't, because <laughs> I, I got the Series 6. It's expired, but we're not going to get into that. It's not even about me. So I really want to help my Ken folk. Um, it's a lot of people going through some tough times right now, um, losing jobs. I guess the first aspect I want to start with is like, do you know of or can you point my audience to any resources outside of unemployment that can help them during this time? Or what's some strategies that they can be using financially, whether they have a savings or not? Or Oh, so a lot of like local municipalities and states are doing things for their constituents. So outside of what the federal government is doing, um, I do know Harris County is applying to the state and to the government to do additional grants for folks mm-hmm. who are unemployed outside of the, I think the $200 that people get for unemployment now down from 600 mm-hmm. Um Outside of that, you know, if you are unemployed, there are several things that you can still can do. The great thing I love about 2020 is there are so many ways to make money. So Uber Eats, Amazon Mm. Flex, anything that's part time allows you to work at your leisure makes total sense, especially at this time. You can't wait for somebody else to do something for you. You can't really even depend on the benefits from the government because that's not forever either. Mm -hmm. So any money that you're receiving, whether you're an essential worker or not. Um, now is the time to kind of put money back because things are really uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are doing a lot of different things, but you know, not everybody's in the same place. Right. So if you happen to be in a place where income is a little shaky mm-hmm. or um, you're not sure if you're going to continue to have your job, it would make sense for you to take advantage of those opportunities. Please do. And don't be too proud. What up, Mookie? Don't be too proud, man. I used to be out here on everything because when she hit the fan for me, Uber, DoorDash, uh, Postmates, whatever. So if you're too proud to beg, you're going to starve out this bit. Right. So get it how you live. Now, for those that may have had like an emergency savings set up, mm-hmm. they might have had three to six months expenses saved up for situations like this. Um, before that money runs out, is it a good time to, would you advocate more so holding on to that money or paying off debt? Ooh, it depends on all that you wish you have going on. So three to six months is your reserve for if you're not working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're not working, you don't want to mess with that money. You want to, um, especially now, I wouldn't use it for anything to pay off debt. Um, maybe a consolidation loan because mm-hmm. interest rates right now are very low. Thanks. Like as close to zero as they will ever get. I've had quite a few people who refinanced, let's say their homes, their cars, um, just or even just consolidate debt based off the, if they have credit cards because mm-hmm. the rates are so low. So that's an opportunity for you to pay off debt without messing with your reserve funds. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's just too uncertain. I would never use my reserve fund to pay off debt because that's for just in case. God forbid something happened yesterday and you lost your job you know you're good for three to six months. So once that's actually set up, then you can start savings for something else, and that's what I would use to start paying off debt. Well, you should have told me that first. I already used my savings paid off all of my credit card debt, so now I got to start over. But if I, 
But if I were to hit rock bottom that day, I'd be fucked. Not as, I mean, you have your credit cards, but you know, it's it's not free. Cash is free. Right. So you're paying for that. Now I found something interesting <laughs> that we were discussing um, off camera, and you said. Although the pandemic is going on, because rates are low, it's a perfect opportunity to buy a home. Yes, it is. Explain. It is. I am. That sounds crazy right now. I've never seen. So if you are in a financial position to where you have your savings together, your debt's at a good level, and maybe you've been saving to buy a house, now is the time to do it. Rates have never been this low. I've seen rates as low as like 2.5% for mortgages. And I've never seen that in my life. On average, I think I bought my first house when I was 23. The rate on that was 5%. I'm not sure what my credit score was because I didn't look at it. Mm -hmm. But five compared to two and a half is a big difference, especially if you're paying on a 30-year mortgage. Um, That can also save money long-term and even put more money back in your pocket depending on how you... um, you know, refinance your home if you are already a homeowner. Mm-hmm. So now is the time, um, like I said, to refinance your home. Or if you may have a, a car that has a high rate, and maybe at that time you weren't as stable as you are now, even though things are going on, that would be a good time to look into that, into that too. What about someone that's um, in a financial bind? Um, they have, may, have, may have run into uh, being laid off. They have equity in their home. Would you uh, advise them to get a line of credit, equity line of credit, to help buy time till they find another gig or what? I would do it before if possible. Because a lot of lenders. Speak up. I'm sorry. I told you. I told you I speak low. I told you this already. So in the event, so let's say if you're laid off or if you're in between jobs. A lot of financial institutions are working with their customers um, with payments on various things. They are, um, you know, deferring payments with your mortgage. You can even look for a forbearance. Um, those payments can be tacked on to the end of the mortgage. Um, student loan, same thing. Mm-hmm. I have my student loans the automatic. They haven't been drawn out because the federal government's decided I don't have to pay them. So, okay. Um Car notes, same thing. A lot of car companies and financing companies are giving people um, options if they've lost their jobs because this is a unique situation to where everybody has been touched one way or another, whether you're rich, poor, or in between. Um, So it makes sense for them to work with the folks who are doing business with them. In any situation, if there's a pandemic or not, it's better for you to talk to your financial company than avoid them because they're more willing to work with you um, then chase you. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't say anything, they think that you're not wanting to do anything anyways. And that's, it causes issues for you further down the line. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, it's, if you're looking for other opportunities, as far as a safety net, home equity line of credits are good, but a lot of financial institutions, especially now are not going to lend to someone who is not employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a few more questions re- kind of related to COVID. Uh, for those who just tuned in, we got the Queen Crystal Fowler in the city with us. A um, couple more things related to COVID. The people who requested the uh, or applied for the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about that? It's been a lot of fraud going around here, man, and it seemed like the government was just tossing money out. You get ten thousand. You get ten thousand. 
But is that gonna come back and bite people in the ass, or what yes. advice you got for people that try to take advantage of it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so be prepared. Um, hold on, what did Shanta say? Shanta says she read that banks are anticipating delinquencies, even though they made record profits last year. Yeah, absolutely. on those on those loans. Yeah, absolutely. oh yeah, absolutely. Banks. Yeah. Hey, Liz, we that's what we trying to do. <laughs> so. So all of you folks who received the $10,000 grants with no businesses, um, just using your name and bought crap, just know they're going to come back and audit you. Thanks. So um, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. You may not be going to jail, but they're going to find you because it's way too many people who did it. It's too many people. Um, Because even with the payroll protection program, Mm -hmm. you still have to prove that you use those funds for payroll. Mm. There are certain things that you can use those documents or that those funds on within the document. If you happen to get a um, disaster loan from the um, SBA, it's not forgivable, but it's at a fixed rate for 30 for 30 years. Same thing. You don't have to pay for it on a year. But they could come back and ask you, what did you use those funds for? So if you don't have any records of what you use those funds for, and it tells you on the website what you can use that money for, then um, according to, I know the disaster loan, that if you don't don't use those funds for what it's meant for, they can actually have you pay back more than 1.5% of what the balance is. So... It's in your best interest if you did take advantage of those loans to try to do your best to fall within those parameters. If for whatever reason you've already spent your money, then I would start saving. Thanks. <laughs> and my homeboy Renzo just said they didn't give him shit. Why was it so easy for people with legit businesses to get looked over as opposed to people who have... Was it first come, first serve almost? Yeah, pretty much. It was like kind of like first come, first serve. Um, I'm not too well-versed with the grants, but I know with the payroll protection program, it was definitely kind of first come, first serve. Hey, aunt. What up, cuz? And Shanta said, keep those receipts. Yeah. Definitely. Because I know people that's been out there, I ain't going to tell you how I know, but I know I done seen your transactions. Louis Vuitton, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Michael Kors, and the big screen store. What you need that for a business for? Yeah, it's going to jail. Facts. Um, <laughs> Maybe not jail, but fine. So let's transition from COVID a little bit. Let's discuss um, home ownership. And I got a good question around it because I kind of, I'm talking about building generational wealth. I'm not a homeowner yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking to do so by next year. But I was thinking maybe I should get an investment property first. Cheaper. I'm not planning to live in it long term. Right. You think that's smart before I have my primary residence or what? I do. We've actually discussed this not too long ago. <laughs> I know, but my they wasn't here. Yes. <laughs> so um, home ownership. So one of the biggest challenges right now for a lot of people is, of course, the cost of homes in certain areas that they want to live in. I'm a single parent. And so... Um, I live in an area that's an affluent area, but I rent an apartment because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the alternatives of doing that is actually purchasing like a rental property 
uh, preferably multifamily to where you have multiple streams of income under one structure. So when that happens, they actually, and you are ready to apply for your own home mortgage, they will consider whatever income you're receiving from that rental property as income for your household. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like creating, of course, it is creating additional streams of income um, for me because I am a single parent. It's like that secondary source of income that I would have got if I was married or with somebody else. So um, look at your options. A lot of people want to purchase their primary home, and that's fine, too, if you don't want to be a renter or a landlord. Um, but there are various ways to do what you want to do. You just have to look look it up, mm-hmm. look it up or ask questions. Yeah, that's my uh, whole idea behind it. Um, let somebody else pay for my mortgage. Uh, but, you know, I got I got a ways to go with that. Um let us know if y'all have any questions. We're going to keep the queen by five more minutes uh, because she is busy. Um, I want to know how can people make a larger return on their money and but somewhat safe right now? I'm not necessarily talking about the stock market. We know savings accounts are not paying anything. What are the options for people 25 to 45 do we have? We can't do an annuity. You can do it in At our young age? You can. You can do it in Talk right. to him. I'm thinking out loud. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> so, yes, you can ask. There's very, is a lot of different options. Um, right now, I wouldn't put anything in the savings account. <gasps> um, not if you're looking for a return. Let me put it like that. Let me okay. rephrase. So, I wouldn't, if you're looking for a return on your money right now, uh, what we call deposit account, saving CDs, anything that is FDIC insured is not going to give you a good return. Um, one thing that you can do. What about a flower board? What is that? I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> a susu. I'll tell you about Oh, it. oh, I know what you're talking about. No. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He got me sidetracked. So, <laughs> I I have a um, trading account that I work on, but it it automatically has like a certain amount of money that's drafted from my checking account every month for me to trade. And I do that because whatever amount is going is money that I'm okay with losing. Um, if you're looking to like kind of get into invest, cause that's the only thing right now that's going to get your money or make your money do anything right now, complete, to be completely honest, would be investing, um, in stocks in a short period time, amount of time, but you have to do some research. Um, mm-hmm. you have to understand that whatever you put in the stock market are funds that, um, are funds that you're okay with l- losing pretty much. Um, so you have to kind of be wary of that. I always advise to kind of go into companies that you're already, that you already do business with. So I do, you know, I eat a Chick-fil-A all the time on Chick-fil-A. My, um, phones with Verizon, I own stock in Verizon. Um, I work under JP Morgan Chase, so I have, um, uh, stocks in JP Morgan Chase. So really and truly look for things that you can put your money into that's going to pay you some sort of, sort of way. I had, um, and I see your question, Leslie, I'll get with you. So I've had had a question by a lot of people on like different things that they can do. You have to make sure that your foundation is sound, period. 
So looking for investments is not the first place to start. Um, making sure that your foundation is set as far as your budgeting goes, making sure that your savings habits are already established, making sure that you have three to six months. Once you have that, then by all means invest. Some people will say to pay off your debt. That's not necessarily needed um, to invest. People even invest on margin or debt. So um, there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, Leslie asks, how do you feel about uh, market link CDs? Market link CDs will work. Um, but with the fluctuation of interest rates, it's, it's kind of shaky. So of course, market link CDs, if it's a mutual fund, um, has hundreds of different CDs with different maturity dates. Mm -hmm. So of course, the longer the maturity date, so let's say if you have a maturity date of 20 years, the more interest you will be getting and the shorter the maturity date, the less you interest you'd be getting. So those are safe. Um, safer than regular stocks, not as speculative. Um, but with anything, you have to also consider any type of risk. So there's always some type of risk. So with CDs, it's interest risk. Right now, interest are low. Interest mm-hmm. rates are low. Um, I will look for anything that pays a dividend because mm-hmm. dividends are based off of um, the the profit that the company has declared for that year and they're paying that out to their shareholders. So mm-hmm. It legitimately anything that I have pays me a dividend. My life insurance pays me a dividend. My car insurance pays me a dividend. Um, yeah, it does. Um, anything you're putting your money into should give you some type of return, point blank period. Facts. So, what I took from that is first, uh, make sure you have a solid foundation established that would be three to six months of expenses saved up. Yes, so. Three to six months is for two. Three months is for a two parent, a two person income household. Mm. Six months is for a single person income household. Mm, because okay. very rarely are two people unemployed right. at the same time. Um, and then, of course, if you're a single parent household, it gives you six months to find a house. I mean, to find a job. A lot of people will do six. Some people do twelve. It's going to be based off of your comfort zone. Um, some people say, I don't want to see lower than this dollar amount in my account, and that's fine, too. Just make sure it's enough to cover your monthly expenses, essential expenses. So cable is not essential. It's not. Um, going out and partying is not essential. It's not. Buying new clothes every weekend or every month is not essential. It's not. Mm. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just the things that, you know, house note, car note child care, insurances, your utilities, your, even your debt, whatever your minimum payment is on your credit cards, um, just to make sure that those stay afloat as well, because that doesn't go away because you're unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, like I said, the financial institution are working with us, but that's only because of the pandemic. But typically, it's a little bit more challenging. All right. We're getting ready to close it out shortly. Um, how, uh, if somebody... Talk to the queens out there. You might have a young queen watching or they might have a young princess watching. How can they become a private banker? Give them some steps. <laughs> I'm trying to be extra, but I mean, give them some steps. Oh, my homeboy said, what about Hennessy? Is that essential? <laughs> no, it's not. You can buy stock in Hennessy. Hennessy probably I don't know. I don't know, but it'd be good, good to look into. Check and see if there's some stock out there in Hennessy, my boy. Right. If you buy in Hennessy every weekend, you should own some stock. But what's the path to becoming a private banker? 
Well, I kind of fell into it. All these things. Yeah, you <laughs> fell into it, but you know now. Yeah, um, it's various ways, you know, really and truly. Um, most people don't understand or don't know that you don't have to have like a college degree to be in the financial services industry. I wish I would have known that before I spent all it's more money. about experience. And you can work your way up through the company or a company mm-hmm. um, being knowledgeable about whatever you're doing. Um, you know, there's always going to be people who feel like that they know more than you. And that's fine. I like I like tough situations because I learned something new. Um, mm-hmm. Practice what you preach for sure. You know, you can't tell somebody what to do with their money if you're not doing right yourself. And then it needs to be something that you enjoy doing because, you know, dealing with people, especially folks with uh, a lot of money can be challenging is not for the uh, faint of heart. So I've been in this industry for a while, so I can kind of. They're assholes, people. They're uh, assholes. <laughs> they, they, they can be a challenge, but, um, but really, you know, private banker or any type of finance industry, you I like people, so I didn't want to be in a cube, you know, crunching numbers. Mm -hmm. This is this is money talk. This is something that everybody gets a check. Everybody um, has a job, so therefore everybody should know how to handle their money. I got you, cuz they coming. I'm uh, these right here just promos right here, but I'll be launching uh, hopefully next month. Uh, So stay looking out for that. Um, So. I don't think we have any questions left. Anybody with any other questions before we let this queen go? She done dropped a lot of gems on us today. I'm glad you stopped through. It's all about each one teach one, and I try to bring guests on that can do that for us because uh, I definitely don't know anything, everything. I'm always looking to learn, and uh, I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> I salute you, everything you're doing. Uh, and this is a single parent, people. She ain't letting nothing stop her, so let's leave the excuses out. Let's go out here and get it and be the best that we can. Uh, how can people find out? Do you have a business page? I do, and I need to start updating it. So it is Educated Money, very much like Educated Lady, um, but oh, money instead of, lady, instead of lady, it's going to say money. So um, that is a public page. Mm-hmm. Um any advice for freshmen hey, college Kendra. students? Hey, Pooh, uh, for finances. Yeah. Ooh, it's going to be tough on you, mom. <laughs> She's going to burn some money up. You have to set a budget. You have to. You have to. Um, there needs to be a set dollar amount that's agreed upon between parent and student. Because if not, then that dependency becomes real and becomes your burden. Mm. Um I have a 13-year-old. He doesn't get any allowance. He gets paid based off of his grades and reading books. He earns his money. So um, there needs to be a budget that's set between you and your child. And any gaps, they have to figure out how to fill it. Ooh, that's like that. So it's a part-time job, working on campus. um, Because at the end of the day, if you weren't there, they'd have to figure it out themselves. And so we have to take care of ourselves as parents. I know we want to do what we, all that we can for our kids, and we do until they're 18, right? And maybe even after 18, 20, 21, until they get solid. But don't do it to where it's detrimental to what you are trying to do because mm-hmm. they have more time to recuperate than you do. Thanks. So um, 
you know, I love my kid. I do, but I work hard (laughs) and I, you know, he's got his time. So it's my time to make sure that I'm taken care of once he carries on. Thanks. That's some great advice. Congratulations, Jada. Yes. Good job. Um, So yeah, I think that's going to be it. We sure appreciate you stopping through to the city today. I appreciate everybody that tuned in, man, that was engaged, asking questions. Because, hey. Yes, thank you, thank you. We don't know what we don't know. And now we can spread this information to other people that want to find out. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all tune in with me next week. We're about to get into some uh, political guests because we got election season coming up. It's going down in the city. You dig that? So thank you for my guest, the Black Queen, Crystal Fowler. I'm your host. Yoni G. They call me Yoni and we are out this thing. Peace and love. Peace. Good shit, love.